G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Well, on yesterday's show, we did our Mount Rushmore, as we do on a Tuesday. Our favourite moments from the Commonwealth Games was our theme this week, and one highlight that featured was the 2018 hockey gold medal match where New Zealand beat Australia 4-1. Lest we forget, how brilliant was that? Last night, the two rivals came together again with the Aussies, this time the victors 1-0 in a relatively tightly contested match, I think it's fair to say, uh, where neither side wanted to give up too much. Sam Charlton was a member of that gold medal winning Black Sticks team from the 2018 Gold Coast Games and she joins us now on SENZ in the morning. Sam, very big welcome to you. Thank you for having me. Now Sam, when you're watching the hockey at the Commonwealth Games four years later and you're looking at New Zealand play against Australia, how does the memory bank go? Oh, I mean it definitely brings you back to lots of those tight games that we had over the years and I'd um, be lying if I said I wasn't, you know, pretty keen to to want to be back out there. But, yeah, I've got really fond memories of those games. They're always very, very tight, very, very tough. Um, yeah, those are the sort of games that you that you train all the time for. Yeah, you know, over the years, you know, you played uh, well in excess of 200 games for um, the Black Sticks. And I, I just wonder in that time, uh, was it always about Australia or not? I think it's always one of those like hotly contested games and, and a huge rivalry. I think it's one of those games that you you know can go either way. So it's often 50-50, just whatever, whichever team sort of turns up on the day and maybe has a little bit more luck. But in saying that, I mean, obviously, some of the, the, the massive games are against some of those sort of big European nations as well, the likes of the Netherlands and Germany. But yeah, you didn't get sick of playing Australia, that's for sure. Okay, so you certainly didn't get sick of them four years ago when you beat them uh, 4-1. <laughs> now that... Uh, it wasn't so much a surprise that you won, but the margin, I think, was a surprise to a lot of people watching on because of the close nature of, of the contests over the years. But that was a blowout. Tell us uh, a wee bit about the memories of that, that uh, particular performance and your reaction to it. Yeah, I suppose it wasn't um, maybe the result that everyone expected. We'd actually, similarly, similarly to the girls last night, had played Australia in the pool round and we'd actually um, drawn that game, which seems to often happen at big tournaments. We draw those pool games and... So going into the final, given it was a Australia home final, you know, on the Gold Coast, we probably expected to have them to have a little bit of the upper hand. But we had just a really, um, a really solid game plan, and we knew exactly what we needed to execute. And it just so happened that every time we got an opportunity, that the, the ball went in. And I suppose as we gained a bit of momentum throughout the game, it, it did really feel like it was our game. And yeah, I just, um, I almost remember parts of that game like it was yesterday. It was a really special feeling. Well, I remember too, because uh, the lead-up to that, of course, uh, is you had to beat England. Uh, and you did that, uh, I think, in a penalty shootout. And a lot of people thought that perhaps you might have played your final then because of the pressure involved in that. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, if, you've, if, you've, if someone that's followed the Black Six over the years, you'd know that penalty shootouts were not our forte for a very long time. That was actually maybe the first of about five or six um, quite big shootouts that we've been involved in. And so, yeah, I think there was definitely that risk that, you know, we'd kind of, um, we'd drawn that game nil all and won a penalty shootout and maybe we'd hit that major milestone then. But, yeah, to come out again on that final day and, and everyone was, you know, pretty tired, pretty buggered from, from that England game. But, 
you could just really see that everyone had this massive desire to, to win that final game. How often do you reflect on it? Where, where is the medal? Is it on show? Um, it's not probably where it should be on show, but quite recently um, I've been able to visit a few schools um, around Auckland and share my Olympic and Commonwealth experiences. And so it's been nice to be able to get it out of the box and share it with um, some young faces. But yeah, it's a, it's a really special memory, I think, um, in international hockey uh, in, my, in my time. I didn't get the opportunity to win too many medals. It's, it's a pretty pretty hard thing to do um, at any tournament. Mm. So, yeah, you definitely have to treasure those moments and those opportunities when you get them. Sam, uh, how many players uh, back in the squad that when you won it are still playing today in that crossover period? So it's actually just four uh, from 2018. So you've got Olivia Mary, who's just played her 250th game and been there for a, a number of years and brings huge experience. You've got Grace O'Hanlon, who... Wasn't actually, um, she didn't play a lot on the during the games, but she was the one that the hero that came out for the shootouts and, and stopped the penalty shootouts against England. Uh, and then you've got Francis Davies and, and Karen Davies as well, who at the time in 2018 probably um, didn't get as much game time, certainly as they are now. They're real leaders in that group now and they bring a lot of experience. So it's actually four is, is not many, but it just kind of shows you how much can change in four years as well. Right, Australia uh, 1-1-0 last night. I'd imagine you, you may well have watched it or at least uh, taped it and had a look at some highlights anyway, uh, Sam. Uh, 1-0 looked uh, like it was a pretty close game. I listened to the commentary. Uh, Leslie Murdoch was part of that. And uh, I just wondered whether uh, it flattered us a wee bit. Did we do enough in that game, do you think? Oh, I don't think it was the best performance we've put out in the last couple of months. If you'd watched any of the World Cup games, you probably would have seen some... Um, some better performances from the girls. I mean, it's hard when you're on such a long trip, you're going to have highs and lows. And um, I suppose the pleasing thing from yesterday is whilst maybe the girls didn't play their best game, it was only 1-0 against one of the best um, nations in the world. Australia won a bronze medal at, uh, at the World Cup. And so to be able to defend that well, and I think another real positive was that when the new girls, I, I want to say we, I always say we, we didn't concede that too many corners, which at the World Cup, um, those numbers were starting to increase. So I think there's, although it wasn't the performance that I know that they would have wanted to put out there, they can be really, um, I suppose, proud of, of some of those things that they improved on and take some real positives into the next game. Are they beatable Australia then, do you feel? Yeah, I think they're beatable. If I'm putting my um, my quite, I suppose, judgmental hat on, I thought they um, didn't quite have the attacking prowess that we often see from Australia. So whilst they probably dominated the position in the middle of the field, um, you know, our defence are really up to the match and they actually weren't able to get many opportunities on goal. So if we can kind of put together a bit more position and a bit more attack going forward, then I have no doubt that when we meet them again in the final, uh, we'll be able to put away a good performance against them. Oh, when we meet them again in the final, I like that. Okay, (laughs) let's look at, before we meet them again in the final, we have to play South Africa uh, on Thursday night, New Zealand time, uh, in a really important game. Uh, What can we expect to see from South Africa? Uh, They're a team um, that actually performed pretty well at the World Cup, so they're not a team that's involved in the Pro League or or often in those um, sort of high-level tournaments, but they're a team that will cause us a lot of problems. They've got lots of speed and often have a lot of um, individual skill and flair. And they certainly um, caused a few teams at the World Cup a few problems. And so it's definitely not a, a game that we can pay, uh, take lightly. I think we saw that against Scotland where we won 1-0 and Scotland um, started to have a few opportunities towards the end of the game. So 
you know, whilst it might feel like we have one foot closer to the semi-finals, that last game will actually be really crucial and I think um, quite a tightly contested game. Uh, the, the other sides that are probably very much in contention as well include uh, the hosts England or uh, maybe India as well uh, at this point anyway. Um, uh, where, do you, where do you see the other threat apart from Australia coming? Oh, I think, you know, obviously in England and India, I think if we're able to get past South Africa, those will likely be one of the two teams that we meet in the semi-final. And um, that seems to be pretty typical for Com games. It often ends up being... Um, Australia, New Zealand, England and India. But in saying that, it was in 2014, uh, it was South Africa we played in the bronze medal game. So it's some of those teams that maybe aren't typically ranked in the top 10, you know, Scotland, the South Africa's, um, over in the other pool, Canada. Uh, they're they're um, not unlikely to pull out an upset against the top team. So you do just have to be aware of those teams. And once they get a bit of confidence, so if Canada were to win one of their next pool games and get towards the semi-final, then I think those would sort of be the teams you'd want to watch out for as their confidence grows. Co-captains and uh, Olivia Mary, who you mentioned before with the experience, and uh, Megan Hull at the back, do you think that uh, that concept is working well? Yeah, I think it is. I think it's, it's nice to have that, um, that shared responsibility. It does take a lot of the pressure off an individual to kind of um, share that around and, and they're both really natural leaders in their own right at, at very different ends of the field so you've got Olivia Mary up front and she'll be making sure she really leads those strikers and those midfielders and then you've got Megan Hull absolutely holding it together at the back she's a real rock in that defence and so I actually think it's quite a smart move to have a leader both up up the front and at the back of the field and they'll kind of work with those players around them and they both bring um, different strengths to that role as well um, so, yeah, and the experience with Liv, I don't think you can underestimate how important that is with a new group. Well, you represented uh, New Zealand Sam at uh, two Commonwealth Games, three Olympic Games, uh, and this is your first time away from it effectively in terms of the Commonwealth mm-hmm. Games. Itchy feet? Itchy feet missing it? Oh, I would be lying if I said I didn't have itchy feet. I'm a very um, loud supporter when I'm watching the TV. I almost feel like I'm there coaching or about to go on the field. So... Whilst I um, yeah, definitely needed a break, you know, both physically and mentally, I've been in the team for nearly 12 years. Um, yeah, I definitely watch and think, God, it would be nice to be out there. So what, what is Sam Charlton up to these days for your fans? Um, I'm just uh, working. Uh, I work at my food bag, so I'm a, a nutritionist there, which I'm really enjoying. And um, recently was just able to share with everyone that uh, my husband, Marcus, and I are expecting our First children in December, we're, we're um, expecting twins, which um, is going to be a completely new and different challenge in, in and of itself. So some little hockey sticks on the way, yeah? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might need a, a couple to have each other to play with, so, yeah. <laughs> well, Sam, it looks like you're in, uh, enjoying life after uh, sporting retirement anyway, and uh, nice to know that you got things in, uh, in, in, uh, in the the right way and uh, really well organised so congratulations on the twins hope everything goes well there and uh, thanks very much for uh, just reliving that moment for us when you won and uh, taking a look at the current side and have enjoyed chatting to you thank you thank you when making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese tomato and aioli so we doubled it chicken and Macca's together and loving it ba-da-ba-ba-ba available after 10.30am for a limited time only